You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Bible students, welcome back to Christadelphian Videos and our series on the great and precious promises that God makes to us in his word. We've already committed a number of these to memory. We've talked about the great promises that we find alluded to in in Peter's record. We've talked about resurrection. We've talked about angels and the fact that all things work together for good, the fact that God provides forgiveness for us, the fact that there is an inner man that needs to be strengthened and God will bless that. We know the things that God will add to us if we seek the kingdom of God first, the honor and glory involved of the kingdom age to come, the glorious body that has been promised to us, the fact that he's invited us to overcome what we presently have to deal with and rule with him. And that last week it was that he would never leave us. We never need to worry about God forsaking us. So it's left us with this one we're going to deal with and and just a couple more that we have to deal with and the series will be complete. Now, this promise needs to have a little more background to it because it would not be a promise that most people would recognize in the sense of a promise. So I want to talk to you for just a few minutes on how this is a promise. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 No temptation has overtaken you except as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will with the temptation also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, this has got nothing to offer for a person who has no other knowledge of God's word. This is for a person who's committed to it, a Bible student who has taken it seriously and now is trying to walk the way of life. And these things happen in his life or her life, and they can't explain them. Like, why would God do this to me? Well, if you understand what God wants to do with us, it would really help. See, a way of escape is an important promise for a Bible student who's on his way, whose name is recorded in the book of life, but his life isn't over. And we've got to manifest that we really believe what God says. So the question comes to us, well, why would God do this? Like, why would he try us at all? And the answer is clearly to improve our faith. You see, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. That's what we're talking about, these trials that come into our life. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, it seems to me that that idea is quite clearly in the world around us, where If you were to buy gold, for instance, you don't want partial gold. You want gold at what they claim 99.9% purity. Well, that doesn't come easy. 
gold has to be purified probably several times to get it up to that level of purity. So it is with God. He wants us to have a genuineness of faith. He doesn't want to just to say, well, I'll just wait for the kingdom to come. No, we've got to be busy, and we've got to trust in God. And God gives us these trials to try to bring out that trust better and clearer and, and more quickly than we do it at other times. For instance, did you ever think that one of the ways of escape that God provides is to pray before the event? And that is so clearly laid out for us in the Lord's Prayer. In Matthew 6, verse 13, Jesus said, I won't read all of it, but just the part that it pertains to it. Verse 13, do not lead us into temptation. That's trials. Why would we want to ask God that? Well, because if we've got to that stage in our perfection, we are close to being where God wants us to be because we're now praying steadily and repeatedly that we don't want God to lead us into temptation. So we avoid it. We avoid the things that lead us into trial sometimes. And when God continues to do this because he sees we still need to improve in faith, then that will happen. You see, it's a little bit like wearing protective equipment. Like we don't know that we're going to have trouble when we go into do a work on a job. But if, if we're concerned that it may happen, then we're going to wear the protective equipment that's provided. If we value our eyes, we'll have eyeglass protection. If we value, we might get thumped on the head, we'll have a helmet on, etc. So it is with going into daily life, that is everyday life, that we would pray to God first to lead us not into temptation. And that makes us aware of the things that we should not be involved in and how we should always be thinking that if we get into difficulty, where is the way of escape? Well, obviously, in the way we have learned in society around us, a way of escape means to flee, to run, get out. That's the idea behind it. And you pick that up in, in the Bible record right in Genesis 39. In verse 11, but it happened about this time when Joseph went into a house to do his work. And none of the men of the house were inside that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran out. Well, why did he run out? Because that was the only way to get out of this trial is to escape. How many men would in a situation like that think of, I got to get out of here quick? It would only be, it would seem, if we've been prepared, if we've been looking for the way of escape, if anything like this ever happened, is to get out, just to, to leave what's behind and get out. And so he left behind his garment, which claimed was therefore a way for her to claim that, you know, he was involved in a, in a wrong way to start with. And we know how that turned out. But the idea behind this is that one of the ways that God's provided a way of escape is when our mind sees the situation, we quickly react and we flee, run, get out of it. Many people have, have got into much deeper trouble by not getting out so quickly. Now, in some cases, we have to wait for a way of escape to show up. You remember the children of Israel coming out of 
the land of Egypt, and they got caught, it would seem to them, between the Red Sea, where they, they couldn't get across, there was no other way to go, and the army of, the, uh, of Pharaoh and the Egyptians was close behind, and they feared for the worst. So in Exodus 14, verse 13, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, Yahweh, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. Now, this, of course, was because uh, Moses was told by God what he would do. And so, yeah, there are times when it's just like a stoplight, and it's a caution light. It's not to stop. It's not to go. It's to be cautious. we got to wait and just wait for the event. The light might change or will change eventually, and then we can go. And that's what it's like in life. So you see, if we have these ideas in our mind, and we review them, and we keep them in our mind, when it comes to us having to look for a way of escape, they can really be of great benefit to us. Think of the people that never ask God's counsel. Now, the, the, probably the choice one in the Bible is Joshua, as it's recorded in Joshua 9, verses 13 and 14, when the people who were actually the enemies of Israel uh, came to them and, and portrayed that they were coming from a far country. Oh, but these people had done their research. They actually knew what God had said should be done to them. And they tried to make sure that Jer that uh, Joshua, if possible, could be uh, deceived or misled into thinking that they came from a far, a far away, a far away country. So in verse 14, then the men of Israel took some of their provisions, looked at them and thought, oh yeah, it looks like these people have come from a, a far distant country, but they didn't ask counsel of God. Now, Bible students, that's got to be primary. If we would pray to God first that uh, he would deliver us from temptation, then certainly when we are in temptation and we know it, it would be appropriate to pray to God that he would deliver us out of that particular temptation. So, you know, like we have these alarms that we have in the house, we should be able to pick up something that would start ringing alarms in our mind. There's something about this that's not right. That's when we need to pray to our God. Another one is don't encourage failure. Like this is, while it might seem obvious, like it, it does when you read it, it looks like it's, it's obvious. Wouldn't everyone know that? Well, that just depends on your state of mind. If you are flirting with trouble, it could very well that you are encouraging failure and that really it's not the mind of the scriptures that's controlling you. It's the fleshly mind that's thinking thoughts of, something far different than obeying God. So in Romans 13, chapters 13, verses 13 and 14, it says, let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. So, yeah, there's signs out there telling you, know this, know that, know the other. And what we've got to do is remember what that means. That means don't get involved in it. Don't set you up to watch something that you know 
will get you into trouble. Don't go to places where you know it will get you into trouble. Don't go to things or involve yourself in things that have got you into trouble before. The way of escape is in your mind quite often, how you think it through. And we really need to make that mind that we have on this quite sharp for it to work properly. In some cases, it's, it's like press the reset button. In other words, nothing's working. We've got a problem, hit the reset button. Well, would that ever happen spiritually? Well, I think so. In Luke 22, verses 61 and 62, it says that the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will die me three times. But Peter went out and wept bitterly. But look at how far Peter got before he pressed the reset button. He had done exactly what Psalm 1 verse 1 says not to do. He had walked in the, in the uh, counsel of the ungodly. He had stood in the way of sinners. He had sat in the seat of the scornful. He was right there inside listening to the people that were trying to put Jesus to death and incriminate him. But when the rooster crowed, it, bring, it brought back to his mind what the Lord Jesus had said to him earlier. And when Jesus looked at him, it was just a glance. There was no words, but boy, what a glance. Suddenly, Peter came to understand, I got to get out of here. And so he went out. The things he couldn't do before, he now did. Sometimes a reset button. We got to get back to where we want to be. How did we ever manage to allow ourselves to get that far into temptation? These are all helpful things that God has put in his word to help us to see the way of escape. Now, there's one other thing I'd like to mention to this, and this is probably the painful one. A way of escape where it's important to just write it off. See, this record in 2 Chronicles chapter 25, verse 9, is about the king Amaziah, who got himself into a situation where he was doing something that God would not support. He'd gone out, he'd spent a lot of money, 100 talents, he says, to hire an army to go out and help him win this battle. And this man, a man of God, comes to him and says, um, God's not with you. You're not going to win this battle. And Amaziah says, oh, what about the money that I paid? And he says, just simply, the Lord Yahweh, that is, is able to give you much more than this. You've got to read it off, Amaziah. Now, Bible students, there must be times in our life, if we haven't already lived one through, it may very well be coming. If we need to have that gold refined to a greater uh, definition than we have on it, labeled on it now, that we may actually have to go through a time when like that rich young man, Jesus said to him, well, if you really want to have everlasting life, go and sell all you have. Give it to the poor and come and follow me. That's the kind of things that we need to think of. So we come back to this and we might say, well, you know, in what way are all these things really a promise? Well, we just go back to this idea that we, we mentioned that, and that is that God provides us a way of escape. He's promised there's a way of escape. 
that the way of escape will be related to how many Bible verses that we actually know. And in the case of Lot, for instance, it may actually come down to the point where the angels took hold of Lot and his wife and his two daughters to lead them out of Sodom. It was, it was that important to get them out before the destruction began. But that's the love of God, the way God wants to help us. He can deliver us out of these difficult things we get into. We need to put our trust and our faith in him. And the promise is for the person who gets into that difficulty, there will be a way of escape. Look for it and think of what we have learned about the ideas, just the few we've talked about in this video. So that's it for our present video. I want to just introduce our next one, which Lord Willie will produce uh, our next week. And that is that God promises to us that he hears prayer. Now that might seem obvious and not really a promise at all. It's just, you know, an act of what is ordinary for people to do this. But when you see the Bible passages that relate to this, I think you will understand this is a promise to people and that God does not forsake us. He does not leave us behind. God is on our side on these things. He wants us to be able to come to him and finally be granted eternal life. That's it for today, Bible students. May God bless you in your study of his word. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.